You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach talking New York Mets with MLB.com's Mets beat reporter, Anthony DeComo. The, uh, there's not a lot that is doing anything but going well for the Mets lately, but one little issue has continued to be middle relief. Uh, they recently added Addison Reed, and it's kind of an interesting pickup. He's been very good the last month or so after a fairly lengthy stretch of not being quite as good. Uh, what exactly is he at this point in time? Is this guy a legitimate upgrade? Is he a real real boost to that, that late-inning relief? He was the best guy available before the waiver deadline that doesn't cost you a bundle in terms of, of dollars and, and future you know commitments going forward uh, because he, he while he's under team control for two more seasons they can dump him at the end of this year and it won't cost them an extra dime um, but in terms of what he is as a pitcher uh, I don't think the Mets are entirely sure I don't think anyone's entirely sure they hope he's the guy who hasn't given up a home run since he got back from the minor leagues has walked a total of three guys in that time I believe it's something like 16 17 innings um, with a one-something ERA. I mean, they certainly hope he's that guy, because if he is, voila, your seventh-inning problems are solved. Um, now, he hasn't been that guy for a lot of his career, so I think there's certainly some skepticism there. Uh, but when you look at what the Mets have tried uh, in the seventh inning, uh, really that bridge to get to Tyler Clippert and Juris Familia, uh, they've tried a whole lot of guys. I mean, Eric O'Flaherty, they've tried as a lefty specialist. Uh, Hansel Robles has sort of or had sort of moved into that role until Addison Reed got here. Um, you know, Sean Gilmartin ha- has done it well at times, not as well at others, uh, but no one's really sort of staked his claim to it. And it's something that Terry Collins likes very much as a manager is these defined roles for bullpen guys. So uh, the Mets are hoping that Addison Reed can be that guy. Uh, you know, he went down to the minors uh, because of performance earlier this year with Arizona. Uh, he says when he got there, he sort of, uh, shortened up what had become an exaggerated front leg kick and, and brought it a little more under control, brought his mechanics a little more under control, and he says that's helped him uh, with his control uh, and both and his command within the strike zone. So uh, he credits that to his recent success. It, uh, you know, it sounds like it's sustainable when you explain it that way, but let's see how he does the first couple weeks of September and uh, whether he can fulfill that role for the Mets going forward. The other bullpen concern is, is the left side, and you touched on that a little bit. Terry Collins recently said, I, I don't know if he quite said it explicit, black and white, no way, uh, and you can always leave yourself a little wiggle room if you choose your words correctly, but certainly indicated that Stephen Matz would not be a solution to the left-handed relief. Uh, what can they do now that August 31st has passed by uh, and they won't be making an external ad to the left side of their bullpen? Well, look, there's still a chance that Eric O'Flaherty turns the corner in September, has a nice September, and plays his way onto the playoff roster. I know, uh, you know, there's a large sect of fans who want him gone already, uh, but the truth is you have the guy on your roster. Uh, he has a decent history of getting lefties out. Uh, I say give him a shot and, you know, see where he is two, three weeks from now. As for Stephen Matz, uh, yeah, Terry Collins said pretty explicitly he's not going to the bullpen. But he also said the same about Noah Syndergaard, and he also said the same about John Neese, and at least one of those guys is going to have to. Um, so I'm not entirely convinced that it won't be Steven Matz. Uh, I'm, I'm skeptical, I'm doubtful at this point that it will be. Uh, I, I think Noah Syndergaard's going to wind up being that guy who goes to the bullpen only because 
he's the one who's blown past his innings total uh, more than anyone else on the rotation, or, or blowing past anything he's done in the past, I should say. Um, and, you know, you look at Noah Syndergaard throwing 98, potentially ramp that up to 99-100 in a, in a short relief role. Uh, that's a nice little weapon. And, and if you've got Addison Reed pitching well, in addition to Clippard, in addition to Familia, uh, and put someone like Syndergaard down there, I'm not sure it matters if you have that lefty specialist or not. Obviously, in a perfect world, you would. You'd have a guy who could come in and, and get any left-handed hitter in the league out. Uh, but if you have four guys down there in the bullpen who are really pitching well, uh, you know, with your starting pitching, with your rotation, you're expecting these guys to go at least seven innings every time out. Uh, I'm not sure it's as big a deal as people are making it out to be because, uh, you know, you look at what Familia's done, for example. I don't think there's a left-handed hitter in the league who particularly wants to face him. And if you've got multiple guys, you can say that about uh, Tyler Clifford's certainly not a bad option against lefties. Addison Reed has a pretty good history against lefties himself, despite those guys being right-handed pitchers. Uh, I'm not sure it's, it's a deal-breaker uh, that you need that one-out guy. You, you sort of touched a little bit on, on this topic, or at least set me up to, to ask about it myself, with, with mentioning O'Flaherty and sort of continuing to try him to see what they've got. There's this sort of this is interesting, I feel like, tension around the Mets where nearly anybody else, six and a half games up with a month to play, they wouldn't be saying, hey, we're in. They wouldn't be uh, not worrying about it. But I think you would be thinking about things like, hey, who's going to be in the postseason rotation? How is this going to work out? You know, let, let's give Eric O'Flaherty the, the opportunities to sort it out and, and see can he get right. Let's start thinking about how we line up our rotation, and that's probably another couple weeks away. But these sort of these things that you start thinking about and start doing when you've got a pretty good feel that you're in the postseason. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I wonder. Are, are the Mets in a position where they can do that, or is there still enough uh, worry or whatever it may be? Is there still enough not believing this, or however you put it? Do they believe this enough internally to start having those kinds of conversations and considering those kinds of considerations? Oh, I mean, of, of course they do. I, you know, you have to look at this objectively. Uh, this is a team that has a six-and-a-half game lead with a month to go in the season. Uh We've reached the point where it would take not necessarily a historic collapse, but it would take a pretty sizable collapse for them not to make the playoffs at this point. And I know there are plenty of fans out there who say, well, look at 2007. We were seven and a half up with 17 to play. You know, don't say it. Don't jinx it. We'll worry about it when we get there. But, but the truth is, you know, it, it's unrealistic that that happens once. Yes, it did happen once. It's unrealistic that it happens twice. Yes, it did happen twice. Uh, but this team is just, just so unrealistic that it happens a third time for so many reasons. Uh, a, just the statistical odds of the thing are, are through the roof. Um, but B, this is a better this is a better pitching staff than they ever had in 2007 and 2008. Um, you know, they're not coming down the stretch here wondering who's going to start games for them uh, as they were those years. So it just it's just not the same situation. And uh, I think internally, uh, obviously, the Mets are. are going to start talking about these things in earnest if they haven't already. And if you're a fan and you want to put, you know, put your head in the sand, put your hands over your ears and uh, you know, not listen to any of it until they start popping the champagne bottles, I mean, that's your prerogative. But uh, it would certainly behoove the Mets to talk about these things because they do have some interesting 
issues coming down the stretch. Uh, I think what they wind up doing with the rotation, who winds up going to the bullpen is going to be uh, really fascinating because beyond Harvey and DeGrom at this point, uh, there are no givens in my mind. I think anyone has a chance to make it. I think anyone has a chance to go to the bullpen. I think uh, you know anyone really has a chance to be left off the roster altogether in terms of those starting pitchers you've got going. So uh, it's definitely something that uh, really as we start to get into the middle of September, I think the Mets are going to be talking about in earnest. And, and when you look at the way they've been playing, the lead that they've built, the way the Nationals have been playing, uh, you know, they might wind up having the luxury of, of clinching you know, before that final week of the season even, and then they can really line things up the way they want. I'm, I'm really, frankly, wounded and insulted that you would denigrate Oliver Perez that way, but, but we'll move past <laughs> Um, how exactly and when exactly does Matts get uh, worked into this? Is he going to start regularly once he comes back? Is is it just going to be a six-man rotation? How is that going to work? Let me add first that I think Oliver Perez would actually fit onto this team pretty well as that left field they've been looking for out of the bullpen. Um, but as for Steven Matts, I think you'll see him in the rotation this weekend. Uh, I think they will go immediately to a six-man rotation and then once Logan Verrett is eligible to return uh, from his little minor league hiatus, uh, I think you'll see him dub in for Noah Syndergaard at that time. Uh, they'll skip a start for Syndergaard. And, you know, by the time you get done with all of that, you're really looking into mid to late September. Um, you know, maybe they're getting into a situation where they can clinch and they can rest guys that they want to rest and not have to worry about it. Um, but, you know, they're going to limit these guys a little bit in September, sure. And Matt is a big part of that. Matt does not need to be limited anymore because he sat out so much of this season with the lat injury. Um, and in my mind, this is a little bit of a tryout for Stephen Matt because I think you know if he pitches well in September, uh, he has shown that he he's every bit as good as everyone else on the staff. Uh, you know, he's every bit as good as Noah Syndergaard has been, and he could really pitch his way into not only a rotation spot, but maybe a clear-cut number three in that rotation behind Harvey and DeGrom. Uh, if he doesn't pitch so well, then maybe you start talking about him as that lefty specialist. The Mets uh, you know, don't want to do it, like I said before. In a perfect world, they won't do it. I think they're a little leery of his injury history, of, of having him warm up quickly in the bullpen for one batter, things like that. Um, so in, in, with all those factors in there, I think September is going to be a very big month for Steven Matz uh, to prove – he belongs in the rotation, and uh, it looks like it'll start this weekend in Miami. All right. Well, Anthony Nicomo, thanks for taking some time to talk here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks, everybody, for listening. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.